Welcome to the Trust Corner. The technology sector, including cybersecurity, is facing a daunting challenge, a shortage of skilled workers. Organizations are trying to bridge the gap by increasing their diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts and expanding their candidate pools to underrepresented groups. The labor shortage problem can also be addressed at the academic level. Historically, Black and Latino students have lacked access to high-level science and math, and this has hurt their chances of pursuing careers in technology, especially in an increasingly digital world. How can organizations work with colleges and universities to create a more diverse skilled workforce? Join us as we host this episode with our special guest, Dr. Talitha Washington. Dr. Washington is a director of the Atlanta University Center Data Science Initiative a professor at Clark Atlanta University, president-elect of the Association for Women in Mathematics, and she's also a champion of diversity in STEM. As director of the Data Science Initiative, Dr. Washington provides strategic direction of data science across several historically Black colleges and universities, or HBCUs. Clark Atlanta University, Morehouse College, Morehouse School of Medicine, and Spelman College. Her mission is to increase the number of African-American experts in data science. Dr. Washington, welcome to the Trust Corner. Thank you, and thank you, thank you for having me here today. Can we start off the conversation with a, a question on how did you first get introduced to STEM and why was data science appealing to you? I think my first uh, thought about STEM was way back in third grade when I did a research projects on the different clouds. You can look up in the sky and you see clouds of different shapes and almost see them in different layers. And when I was a kid, I just thought that was intriguing. So I remember picking up the Wikipedia and diving into the different types of cloud that were up in the atmosphere and creating a poster board uh, and partitioning the clouds by how high they were above the Earth's surface and also different characteristics. So for me, my interest in STEM was just about figuring out what's going on in the world, anywhere from clouds and then later it, it morphed into mathematics. As a mathematician, I can use mathematics to uncover what happens in the world, to uncover different processes, to model things and, and make predictions. And so this whole intrigue with figuring things out, understanding the world in which we live in really has stayed with me ever since I was a kid. That's a great way to encourage your curiosity and kind of pursue those questions, especially the ones that we see every day around us. Um, can you tell us about the Data Science Initiative and its partnership with businesses? The Atlanta University Center Data Science Initiative really is something that was launched by the Atlanta University Center presidents, the presidents of Clark Atlanta University, Morehouse College, Morehouse School of Medicine, and Spelman College. They cited a need to have more diverse talent in the data science and analytics professional fields. And they knew, as we all know, that data science transcends all the disciplines. All jobs use or employs data science in some sort of meaningful way. And to have our students equipped with data science understanding, skills, and knowledge positions them uh, moving forward, if, in particular in this data-driven society. The AUC Data Science Initiative was initially launched in 2019 with a grant from the United Health. And United Health has stayed with us and is strongly committed 
to promoting diversity and the health professions as now and, and moving forward necessitate the use of data and technologies to create health solutions. So I came in August of 2020 as the inaugural director of the Atlanta University Center, and we've taken off since then. The reason why we're able to do so much really is because I have a, first I have an amazing team and I have an amazing group of faculty that we work with across all the institutions. So we can provide programming for our students in neat novel ways. We engage our faculty and staff in different workshops and different innovations. And we're able to make meaningful connections with industry to help develop our programming. And it also helps the industry understand what are the academic institutions doing? And this also helps industry form better relationships with our faculty and our students who will eventually or may eventually be their employees. That's interesting. So it's um, a multi-pronged approach to kind of addressing the, the gap. Um, how Can you give an example of how data science could provide solutions to societal problems? Sure. So data science can be used to uncover uh, what, different happenings. And well, let's just back it up for a moment. You know, what is this thing of data science? You know, before I say how it can be useful, we can think of having all this information. We can think of having pictures in our phone, our health data that goes through our Apple watches, or all this information that we're seeing on our Facebook page or LinkedIn, there's a lot of data that can be collected on us. So how do we make sense of all this information? We can use data science to extract useful information by developing new technologies and algorithms that can help uncover and maybe bring us better uh, targeted ads on our Facebook page, which Facebook tends to do with me. But data science can also help us make predictions, give us insights, and really has an impact on our everyday life. Sometimes a positive impact and sometimes a not so positive impact. For example, data technologies have been known to be used by police departments in, in using facial recognition. So there is data technology that has been developed where you can take a photo of somebody and then you put it against all these other photos so you can identify who this person is. However, many technologies misidentify Blacks and people with darker hues because the data technologies weren't, weren't trained against data sets that had a diverse set of people in them. And so what has happened as a result that some people have been misidentified, there have been misidentified suspects just because the technology misidentifies Blacks. And this has real impact on real people. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we like to work towards in the Atlanta University, Atlanta University Center Data Science Initiative is to not only challenge these technologies, but to develop and think about new technologies that can better enable and better equip us um, and better serve society to make all of our lives better. I imagine when you kind of say, you're you're looking at data uh, the societal issue of um, kind of lack of data and um, kind of creating more equity in in some of these kind of real world use cases for uh, data science. Are there are there any other kind of 
issues that you're also exploring in the data science initiative? So this past summer, we had a one-week program for our incoming Atlanta University Center students. The students come from all majors. And thankfully to SAP, super huge thanks to SAP for helping fund um, the pre-freshman summer experience this past summer. Our theme was on cybersecurity, keeping communities safe through data. So we asked our faculty to develop projects, research projects for our incoming students that talked about how to keep communities safe. And so while we don't say we must answer this or we must have this sort of statement that we address, we equip and empower and provide opportunities and spaces for our faculty and students to delve into these topics to create some data-driven solutions. For example, one of the teams looked at examining American diversity, politics, and gun violence. So this, our faculty lead was Dr. Robert Brown. He's from the Department of Political Science at Spelman College. And he had students in his research team that looked at this gun violence and rates. They created maps looking at the distribution of not only the population, but looking at gun violence deaths. So we're having our students and faculty naturally, as, as they do, uncover how can, what's going on in with respect to this problem with gun registration? How is this impacting the United States? What are some things that we should be thinking about moving forward? So while we don't necessarily provide the problem statements, just by the, the inquiry, the curiosity of our students and the guidance of our faculty, we're able to think and mold and, and encourage our students to really delve into these important topics so they can create data-driven solutions to keep communities safe. And I imagine there's, there's some challenges that underrepresented groups face when they consider pursuing STEM education or STEM careers. Do you have examples of what those might be, some of the challenges? I think one of the, there are many challenges that Black, Latino, and other underrepresented groups face uh, when pursuing STEM. I think one of the biggest challenges is expectation. We, we, there is not an expectation that as for me, as a, a US Black female to be a mathematician. I remember talking, chatting with somebody, it was at a conference, and we were just introducing ourselves. I, and I don't even remember who, who the person was. And I told him who I was. I said, what do you do? I said, I'm a mathematician. And he was surprised. And he was like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm a professor of mathematics. And for some reason he was shocked, I don't know. And I told him, I said, I should be your expectation, not your exception. Mm -hmm. So there's not an expectation that if you are, and I say US black female, because people see um, people from the African diaspora in different ways, different lights. But U.S. Black female, there's not an expectation we're mathematician. And the same goes for U.S. Black males. They have a different set of stereotypes and a heavy burden uh, that U.S. Black females that we don't have. But there's an expectation on them that they are not in STEM or pursuing STEM. So I think it really is that expectation of who should be in STEM of who should be doing this stuff, who should be contributing, that gets in our way. And perhaps this expectation is expressed from our own set of biases 
or limited experiences because we can't have every experience or knowledge. And I would like to believe that people don't do it on purpose, that the guy at that conference didn't explicitly look at me and say, you're a mathematician? That he didn't say that out of harm. He said that out of, he didn't know any better. So part of what we're doing here in Atlanta is changing the narrative, putting the face on data science and really taking a, a concentrated approach, a targeted approach to really change, challenge and change the face of data science um, through our students, through our faculty and through our partners. Understood. Well, that's a that's a ambitious statement, but what we look forward and hope to shift that perception so that exceptions become reality. Um, how big is the gap and how much can we fill this gap by properly educating and providing resource or access to Black and Latino students in STEM? The, the gap is significant, right? Um, it is significant in STEM. And it's is it about educating Black, Latino, Native, and, and so on in STEM? Is it about uh, challenging people's understanding or expectations of who should be doing it? Is it about providing resources uh, to schools, K-12 schools that are heavily, uh, let's say either Black, Latino, Native students to make sure that they have the same access to education that other students have? So do we fill the gap by properly educating? Not sure. Do we fill the gap by Acknowledging that in this country, we still have an access issue to education. Yeah, I think we first have to acknowledge there's an access issue to education. And then the second part is, well, how do we address that access issue? And that's a complicated answer. It's about not only providing the courses in, in the high schools so people have access to APs, um, AP courses and, and other advanced courses. It's also providing um, supports uh, community-based supports that provide the extracurricular engagement to under-resourced communities. It's about, you know, creating a, an educational ecosystem in this country that doesn't exclude somebody because they're from a certain demographic group or because they're not of a certain class or because they're not of a certain um, gender identifying group. It's about how do we kind of dismantle some of these expectations and, and do things in a different way to really bring equity and provide access, a broader access to more people so they can participate and do STEM. And that kind of brings me to my next question. How important are partnerships between programs like the Data Science Initiative and large technology companies like SAP to increasing the number of minorities or underrepresented groups in STEM and how can they be effective in, in tapping into the most that each can provide? So any effective partnership, the partners value what the other side brings, that there's some expectation that we are going into this partnership because I value what you bring and you value what I bring and we can do something greater together, something together we can do bigger than we could do on our own. And so really to form these partnerships, there has to be a shared uh, appreciation for the other partner. And there also has to be a shared, this is what we can do together that we can't do on our own. And that I think has to be understood by all parties in some way, shape or form. So for us at the Atlanta University Center Data Science Initiative, 
our partnership with SAP was very important. They were one of our first, our first official partners, SAP, along with Coca-Cola. They came at the same time as a unified front and said, they approached us and said, look, we believe in what you're doing. How can we help? And from there, it, it spawned off into, I think, a wonderful partnership where we said we have an identified need of having virtual technologies, virtual programming that our students and our faculty can use because we were in a pandemic. And so they said, we will help you, not only help you um, get this resource from a funding perspective, but they also came to us when we vetted out the technology. So they were our true partners in it. It wasn't just, hey, what do you need? Goodbye. It was, let us like help you think through this and vice versa. They um, did events with us, such as they did a virtual event where they talked to our students about how to network, resumes, and so on. And in planning for that, they had a, a way of thinking about engaging with our students. And we said, wait, our students are like this, <laughs> right? And so there was a learning um, aspect on all angles, on, on our side, on their side, and we were able to come together. And our students are enjoyed a wonderful internships, both at SAP and Coca-Cola this summer. So that partnership really, it wasn't just, well, let's meet one time and we're done. It was let's work and do things in multiple ways to create a relationship, not only with the data science initiative, but with our students so that they could then see themselves working at SAP and making, um, and making that leap to be employed there, not only in an internship, but a full-time job. So the partnership with SAP for us, I think has been monumental in educating us about how to partner with SAP, other companies. They really set the standard high and we have enjoyed working with them and we appreciate their enthusiasm and dedication um, to not only excellence, but excellence for everyone. And, I'm, and we also enjoy partnership with other companies, but like I said, SAP and Coca-Cola, they were our first um, industry partners and they set the bar pretty high. On the note of students, what other areas of data science do you think interest the young people you teach and talk to? Students I have found in data science, they have an understanding, as naive as it can be, they do understand that data science is important, technology is important, programming is a skill that they need. So our students come in with this. They don't understand completely what this means, right? They may not understand a for loop and that sort of thing and, and programming, uh, but they understand that as the world moves forward, data is important, technology is important, being able to interface and understand um, different technological innovations is important, not only for those in the technology fields, but across all fields, because it would give them a leg up and either going to get a job or going to graduate school. So I find that the students have this uh, desire, this interest in learning more. We find this expressed, in, for example, in our Atlanta University Center Data Science Club, where they have people from different companies come and talk about, this is what I do as a data science. They also have people from companies come and, and give workshops on data science that are hands-on, 
because they are so hungry to figure out what's going on, what's coming down the pipe, and they want, want to learn and want to be right there at the cutting edge. So I we have been fortunate here just to have these uh, students that are hungry and curious to uh, dive into data science. We've also found that our students like data science, well, not only for data science itself, and also data science can be used to help communities. Um, we had a couple of our students do a research project on human trafficking, and they were actually our award winners for our data challenge. But they were to, able to use text analytics to figure out how can we help those in need, those who are being trafficked in, in this human trafficking network in the United States. And it come to find out that Atlanta um, has a, a serious uh, human trafficking problem. That's, that's an understatement. And also African-American females were overrepresented over as trafficking victims. So having two African-American students, female students, delve into this topic and really be advocates um, for those being trafficked and how we can provide solutions to reach them on social media, uh, for me, was very motivating as far as how our students can develop solutions to make the communities better and to bring awareness to some serious problems. That's terrific. I mean, ultimately, I mean, bringing awareness to the community issues and how there could be a possible solution leveraging tools that, that are around. How, how does cybersecurity fit into this puzzle? I mean, inevitably, uh, when you talk technology, security and safety kind of have to fit in the equation. Among students in data science, is there a strong interest in this area? So cybersecurity is it's a big topic right now. And the, the jobs, uh, the demand for jobs uh, outstrips the demand for who's in cybersecurity, which is when SAP literally called me when I was walking through uh, Clark Atlanta's campus and said, if you can do it on cybersecurity, that pre-freshman summer experience program, I think we can provide some funding. I said, yes, because I understand that cybersecurity it's more than putting up firewalls. It really is, there's a human aspect, a social aspect. How do we keep things safe? How do we make sure that things aren't, uh, let's say compromised in a meaningful way? So this past summer, um, thanks to SAP, in our pre-freshman summer experience program, we focused on cybersecurity. We focused on how to keep communities safe through data, which, for our students is something that is just innately interesting to them. Looking at crime, um, some looked at cybersecurity trends in Maryland and, and we're trying to figure out well, how does that work and, and using data around that. Some were looking at crime um, statistics around the Atlanta University Center and what are some ways they could message to their classmates on, on how to keep things safe. Um, another group looked at in internet and information disparities and who has access and broadband because that could uh, play a role in security as well. So when we think of cybersecurity, yes, our, our students are interested in cyber. I think they're also, there's a hunger and a need to provide the training that usually occurs in industry 
at the undergraduate level, because cybersecurity is an evolving field. It's evolving rather quickly. And from a higher education perspective, how do we then keep up with that? And how do we educate our students in a way that is key, is, is in pace, in this fast pace of this evolving field of cybersecurity? So yes, our students are definitely interested in it. Yes, that the field of cybersecurity is moving at a really rapid pace and it's also needed. How does it fit in with data? Well, there's a lot of data when it comes to cyber problems. So there are cyber problems or challenges that um, necessitate some sort of data analysis acquisition or, or safety protocols and so on. So when we talk about the data science initiative work here in Atlanta, we also include cybersecurity, machine learning, deep learning, and, and so on with the understanding that data science transcends all of these fields and all of these fields leverage data science to do something. And hopefully it's something that's good and positive. On that note, how I'm gonna ask a question about trust and privacy. How do you incorporate these in the spirit of building better communities? Um, how do you fit trust and privacy into the education and careers in data science? That's a, a really good question. How do you um, elicit trust? And then with the privacy, how do we educate our students in such a way that they really understand privacy and also understand some of the legal uh, implications of, of privacy and maybe things that are not so private? So for us, it's about exposing our students and exposing them in a way that's real that's genuine to what the problems in data science. Trust is a problem in data science. We see it in the health fields right now. Uh, we're, we're, the Data Science Initiative works with Morehouse School of Medicine on NIH's Aim Ahead project, looking at leveraging artificial intelligence machine learning in the healthcare fields. So a lot of healthcare technologies are built on these uh, artificial intelligence technologies. And these technologies are built on data sets that don't have people in there from diverse backgrounds, which means that a person like me, African-American female, could go get treatment that's maybe treatment that evolved from some sort of artificial intelligence technology. And it may be wrong for me because my def demographic group was not used in building uh, the technology in a, in a meaningful way. So that, that's one of the things that we're trying to do is how do you then address that issue in the healthcare industry by getting people to have a level of trust where we can have more diverse data sets so we can make better technology while also maintaining uh, privacy. It's a hard balance, it's a hard problem, uh, but I think it's worth it when we look and see what sort of techno technological solutions what sort of solutions could be made that could really just make our health better and that could just make our lives better just on a day-to-day -day basis. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Washington, I've learned so much from you about different applications of data science, shifting perceptions, um, the field of cybersecurity even as it plays into data science. If you have one piece of advice for high school and college students um, that are interested in careers in STEM, what would that be? My advice would be, go for it, <laughs> just do it. 
uh, that, you know, th things get hard. Uh, I remember my first year, I went to Spelman College and in my first year, I essentially failed the uh, proof writing class in mathematics. However, I was a math major. However, a year later, I took that same class and made an A. So had I given up, had I internalized that uh, failure in that class as a failure myself, I probably wouldn't be here today. So my advice would be to go for it, that failures will happen. You learn from them. Maybe you come back a year later as I did and, and you ace it and it's all good and you keep it moving. But it, things will be hard. It's not always easy. You got to put the work in. That's understood. And there's some real opportunities to make real impacts by pursuing STEM, by pursuing careers in STEM. I find STEM to be a really just a super fun field. It's you're able to create technology-based solutions, science-based solutions that really can uncover new insights that can make things better uh, for society as a broader uh, level. But I, my advice, go for it. Work through the failure. You either you succeed or you learn. There, you know, failure is it, it is what it is, but it's a learning experience, and just to keep going. And who knows, maybe you end up with a uh, STEM degree or a become a doctor or become a, a Nobel Prize winner for solving or defining some sort of new STEM technology. But it all starts with persistence and working through it and going for it. Thank you very much, Dr. Washington. We appreciate everything and the time you've taken to participate on our podcast, and we hope to have you back again soon. Thank you.